Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies. From the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords, if it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello and welcome back to Fighting on Film. And this week we are back with our series where we bring together some experts to look at a certain piece of kit or weapon from various films. And this week we are very pleased to have our good friend and guest that's been on before, Rich Fisher of the Vickers Machine Gun Research Collection and Association. That guy is shaking his head. What did I get that wrong? Collection of research. See before R. And oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. I've only been a member for like three years now. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's bad. Wow. It's fine. I forgive you. I'm on your part. It's all right. You, <laughs> maybe you should just. You just change. renamed it. It's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let companies house know. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Change all the, all the merch and the branding. Um, anyway, we're joined today by Rich, and he's going to talk us through some of his favourite war films that involve, and maybe maybe some not war films, we'll see, um, that involve the Vickers gun. Um, for the uninitiated, I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you probably are aware, but for those out there that aren't, could you give us a brief, and I mean brief, this is the expert, <laughs> we talk, the, the oracle of Vickers guns here, folks. Um, but if you give us a brief rundown of what the Vickers gun actually is. Yeah, so um, I'll do the first three pages of the page book, not, not a lot. Um, I'll do the first three lines. Yeah. So water-cooled, medium machine gun, belt-fed, uh, tripod-mounted, sort of totemic, iconic uh, you know, gun of the British Army from 1912 to 1968. Loads of armies around the world used it, so it can crop up in pretty much any film set in the 20th century and, and be right, really. Um, and in most cases, it never is, which is which is quite ironic. Um, but it it's there. It's something that is you know, one hundred and twenty thousand of them made around the world in a few different places. 
Um, most people know it. Most people will recognise it, even if they don't know it's the Vickers, perhaps. Um, yeah, they'll see it there on the tripod. They might think it's a Browning. They might think it's a Lewis. They might think it's like a Like the Station Master from Get Cracking. Could do. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gun with um, knobs on. <laughs> it's a gun with knobs on. Um, that's how I should have started. That it, that goes past. It's a Vickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shaking his head. Obviously uh, fired one. Either. Someone never served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn so, postman. So you'll recognise it, um, you'll spot it and go, wow, is that is that Vickers? Um, and probably it is, uh, you know, even if it's not meant to be a Vickers, even if it's got some dodgy muzzle attachment on the front, um, yeah. even if it's in a flipped negative, you know, flipped film, uh, you, you'll get there eventually. So, yeah, it's a pretty iconic piece of kit. Yeah, it is. And, and as, we, as Rich says, it pops up in loads of, uh, of films. So, um, Matt, do you want to kick us off with one of your depictions? Yeah, I I suppose my favourite that's a bit weird is Batan because it features in there alongside Brown and M nineteen seventeens, um, and it's a, we talked about it when we covered the movie actually. Mm. Um, you know they they tap, they uh, they run the guns as they probably should be. You know according to American doctrine and, and that kind of stuff. And it's all direct defensive fire. Um, it's a, it's a last stand movie, studio bound, really well made little um, little last stand movie about Bataan and it randomly there's about I think there's two Vickers and one Browning or at least yeah maybe three actually in there as well um I don't know whether that's one of the films that's guilty of flipping the negative that Rich was alluding to earlier I can't remember offhand no Um, I'm just it isn't actually um which is which is which I'd almost expect it to be because it's Mm. almost like they're supposed to be Brownings Mm, Um, exactly you know they're portraying Browning's in this so my my very extended headcanon is that the the, the cult because m1915 they are indeed yeah um they which they are studio the studio guns i assume that they are actually yeah. 1915s but in my head the 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 american forces in Bataan have got cult vickers i don't they didn't i don't think but that would be how i would mentally explain it to myself if it was going to be really annoying for me which it isn't <laughs> no i don't i don't think they are um you know, guns that were, they had there at all. I think mm. it's the fact that, you know, it's a wartime produced film and yeah. there probably aren't that many Browning M1917s in studios at that point because yeah, they're still yeah. in service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Colt, the Colt made Vickers is out of service. So they are not readily available, but they're much more freely available to be yeah. used in films. Well, they, they um, tend to crop up in a lot of a lot of that period yeah. films and beforehand. I don't know whether they're all cult vickers. I assume they are. I assume there was a, a studio armory that got hold of a number. Yeah, of them. I can't. I won't plug the books too much. Um, but you can never forgive me for doing so. Um, the Pride of the MGs has a chapter on yeah. the vickers in film, and they all seem to be owned by just one or two studios at the time. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think this is that period where studio, well, a bit like today, really, a bit, you know, studios don't hold their own guns. No. Um, they'll always hire them in. And there aren't that many studios with you know, with heavier machine guns. Everything's sort of smaller. And, um, you know, that seems to be the case here. The same guns will p- crop up everywhere. Um, and, and one of the things about the Vickers is it's really easy to get blank firing. Not necessarily very well, but it is really easy to get blank mm. firing. So, um and to not make it look, movies. yeah, not make it look too silly when it is blank firing. So, I yeah, that isn't sort of it. All, the it also right plays a really good there. enemy gun, where they they it, it doesn't look like a Browning, 
so it's oh that's definitely a japanese machine gun you know, <laughs> that kind of thing you get the weirdly i like the mocked up weird sort of thing you get in um, objective burma which is clearly a vickers but it's made to look like a 30 caliber oh god yeah completely forgotten about that one yeah it looks amazing that's probably another one of those same same few guns i think it probably is yeah but they put like a whip big long barrel on it well they mocked it up to make it look like a an air-cooled 1919 if that's I it rightly. yeah i think yeah, so which is mm. really weird but there's they those same guns i think pop up in wake island which is a, a movie i watched recently with brian dunlevy yeah uh, about about the battle of wake island and there's i can't pick i've seen objective Burma a number of times i can't picture what it's looking like now but um i don't think i've seen wake island so that's one to go there no it's it's yeah, one you never see on tv it's weird yeah I, I got reminded about it the other day when i was watching i think it was an operation room video on wake island oh okay they ever made a movie about that and it turns out they did so rich it's your turn to pick i'm gonna i'm gonna save my favorite for a bit but i i think absolutely yeah so desert rats so mm. that australian depiction um which which is quite close to my favorite it's certainly one of my oldest one sort of first war films i remember watching really and certainly one of those earliest ones with the vickers and uh, it's it's there in 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 the line where yeah, the officer goes forward and meets his Australian troops for the first time. Classic sort of defensive position set up. Um, I think what you'll find is a theme of my favourites are where they're almost in the right role, actually, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and 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 or in a believable role. So uh, yeah, you've got that. You've got it in the in the line with an Australian infantry battalion, which they were. Yeah. You know, the, they had their own machine gun platoon still at that point. They wouldn't necessarily be like singled out and sent around different companies as an extra gun that, and just letting letting any drunk bloke, you know, in, in <laughs> charge of it, which is what happens in Desert Rats. Let the drunk school teacher look after it. It's fine. Oh god. Um, yeah. But but then it's drunk school teacher. Yeah, oh. that's right. Um uh that is Long John Silver in Disney's Treasure Island. Exactly. And, yeah, and the reason the that Pirate link. <laughs> and the reason that pirates sound like they're from Bristol. But anyway, but then at the end, the Vickers is there right in the center of like the final scenes, out in that isolated position, right in front of the of the hill position on the road um yeah. to, to Brooks. So it's it, it's it's there. It's not being used, you know, the main sort of scenes of the film don't involve it. They're about the raid and everything that takes place mm -hmm. under the uh, fuel dumps. It's not involved there at all. But it's just this, it almost bookends the action in that when they you know, first enter the line, the Vickers in its defensive role. And then when the end of the film, you know, when those last scenes happen, uh, it's there stuck out in the isolated sort of sentry post, really. Um, and you know, it's just it's just a classic, classic place for it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rewatched it today in anticipation of this because I knew you pick it. Um and it struck me that they had it on free traverse and they definitely weren't firing 25 round service bursts, <laughs> were they? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but then, which who does? Not quite, who does not quite done. Yeah. I, I know. They were giving it the full 250 round burst. Yeah. Um, and um, I, it, it's a, it is a good scene because you've got those tanks coming on and one of the guns gets knocked over and the crew gets killed and they try and get it back up. Mm. But what the part I really liked about that in that first sequence with it is the number two clobbers a German that's about to jump into the trench <laughs> with, the, with an ammunition yeah, box. With a belt box, yeah. Yeah. And I, that is, good. I mean, that is, I've, I've read accounts of that, you know, hand-to-hand -hand fighting with the belt boxes and stuff like yeah. that. Because wow. you can swing one, you know, it's yeah, better than a handbag on a Saturday on. night. You know, True. It's, um, yeah, it's going to have a massive impact in the side of your face. 
box belt Vickers number eight Mark one you know, impressed into the aside of your forehead is going to uh, you're going to realize what you've been up to um yeah, yeah it's the, the bit where I, the bit where it gets knocked over is quite again it's one of those things that you can the date of that film and, and everything that's not necessarily from direct from personnel accounts but it's probably built up from experience you know there's going to mm. be people on set that will have been able to advise yeah there were people on set from the um or was it rats at Rabut that were you know then in that film so that's the wartime yeah. film yeah. they're going to have that experience and you know, guns get knocked over that that's in those you know, personal narratives of uh, of that period as well so yeah it's quite it's quite good and, and the fact that go on and the germans have them as well in that really? yeah so when when the when the That's infantry fair. comes up behind the tanks because the tanks have gone through to get clubbered by the artillery um yeah yeah, all, yeah. all well, signposted in the beginning of the movie then the infantry come on and then two chaps run up with a with a vickers and he sets it up in like a, a defilade yeah um so the gems have got them as well in that movie oh yeah well i'll have to go back and watch it again now um which is <laughs> never a podcast for it's just making never a hard over and over actually, again. yeah it's um that's certainly what that's one of my background work films you know if i need to get on with something stick a film on that is something i've seen before but i'm quite happy you know it's one Mm -hmm. of those you know it's like historian white noise it's something (laughs) that just keeps you going Um, there's some some films that are just those historian white noise films um yeah that's uh, that's so true Uh, but I, i i love that film anyway i think i think there's so much in there um beside the vickers but uh yeah. the fact that it's the fact that it's there it's with the australian troops um you know just a reminder that those guys had them in different ways so like i say they had them in the infantry battalions um but they also had their machine gun battalions so at that time um uh, an australian ninth australian div were able to field like 96 vickers mgs wow. Um, wow. Div, compared to 48 in a british um mm. div so yeah quite quite the firepower mm. So moving on to me, I, I mean, just quickly, I really like the movies that don't have them in as actual character use weapons, but have them as stock footage. Mm-hmm. So, um, so following on from our peer episode, I can fit theirs is the glory in because there's a two second section where you see the footage of the paras using the Vickers gun, um, but it's stock footage and it's cut in. Um, I, don't, I can't remember exactly when it's cut in, but it's in there. Um, it, it might even be when they're fighting around Oosterbeek. Mm. Um, I think they use it there. And then there's actually um, footage of it being used at Kahima, but it's used in Jump Into Hell, which is a Indochina BNDM Fu movie that oh, we really? talked about it's... last week. Wow. Yeah, it's cut That's in. Cool. It's So they're meant to be, the way they use that footage is they're meant to be uh, Viet Minh firing Vickers guns at the French. But it's clearly Kahima footage. If you, you know, if you know, you know. So, so British at Kahima. Then, British, sorry, yeah, British at Kahima, yeah, and they've British got their. Sorry, yeah, yeah it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hats, oh, the, the, wow. the field hats that do that, that knock me off kilter there. But that's yeah. like some dodgy war and peace representation of Indochina. Yeah, it's a really um, bad. It's a really troops. bad. It's, it's not a. It's not. A I good, mean, you can get away film. with them being French because the French wore hats. Yeah, um, but, but no, it was the, definitely meant to. It was definitely the, at the, the end where the French were getting beaten. Wow, it was. It's interesting. I just think it's interesting that it's a such an iconic weapon that you can fit it in through stock footage as well but maybe we should talk about cg adatville because it's, it's probably one of the later depictions of the vickers gun 
bar one, the most recent, I'd have said, yeah. Yeah, of course. Link all the work that we did on CG Shadowville. It's probably the um, most modern depiction of the Vickers as well. Yes. That's, you know, still in the 60s. The Vickers is in yeah. service of the British until 68. You know, the Irish still have it. The Irish taking it to the Congo um, is, uh, is, well, it's not going to be their last use of it. Um but it's probably their their only combat use of it, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in terms yeah. of Irish actions and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting to see it there. Uh, it 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 does sort of have its own hero scene as well, doesn't it? It Matt? does, as you were saying. Yeah, exactly. The reading around it, I did when we were doing all the 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 myth busting around the the sniper Brenner, etc. Uh, a year ago, um, the, the Vickers apparently was. Was um, it, rather than being jeep mounted on a on a pintle mount, it was mounted in their armored cars. Yeah, um, it, as the tour armor for their armored cars. Four, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Ford Fords. armored cars. Um, but in the they movie, in, as you say, yeah, and, and they had them. So in in terms of I think it's thirty six battalion. In, in terms of that that battalion um, and the other Irish battalions that were about, um, they had them in that moving them around in their little handcarts. So mm. yeah, you, wow. you you guys have both seen the the handcart um, that we've got here, which is yeah, an Irish yeah. like late nineteen thirties, early nineteen forties made, um, locally made thing. Um, you know, of which they made hundreds, uh, but they still had them serving there. You're dragging them along in toggle ropes. There are the photos. I didn't know they that had them. Then. That's really yeah. interesting because yeah, um, <laughs> when I, when... Off, a lot of the accounts focus on just the the armored car mounted guns. Yeah. It would have been really cool for them to include one of the carts in the, in the movie, then, rather than <laughs> rather than have that hero scene where the, the, the jeep the gets turned yeah. over. Yeah, the landy gets turned over and they engage that um, that aircraft. If it had just been some lads just turning over a cart, and just tipping in. a Vickers out of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, shame that film, the I think, because the the things they didn't do and they could have done were almost better than the things they chose to do. Like yeah, it's still it's a good movie. It's still a decent cars. movie. Yeah, but it's, yeah it's there's a, a lot of stuff they film. could have done that would have made it even yeah. better. But we were talking about this before we began recording, and and I asked Rich, would the Vickers have functioned at that angle with it on its on its back essentially? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit hard work um, to to, so probably not in all seriousness. Mm. I mean, what you've got is because the extractor requires gravity to fall when you pull the crank handle back or when the gun's fired. So if, you fire, if you've got anything like near vertical um, or ver- certainly beyond vertical, the gun doesn't work upside down. You know, that's one of the reasons why you don't fly a plane upside down when it's got synchronized Vickers because it won't work. Um, just just but, one of the many reasons I would imagine. What a, yeah, 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 don't fly <laughs> your plane upside down. Um, but the, yeah, the, the extractor requires gravity to drop. So um, if that is, if, if there's anything that impedes that, you know, even at the slightest, it's not going to work properly. You, know, you can, it'd be something to try again, you know, mm-hmm. is to, um, you know, just to see how far back it does work. Um, but, you know, it, it clearly does work in an anti-aircraft role. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not 90 degrees though. But yeah, no, but no. that sort of certainly, and, and, and just the, the stress on the feed as well because mm. that's just a trailing ammunition belt at that point yeah. um there's no you know, the feed the feedlock won't yeah the feedlock won't drag it at that angle there's not enough power in the feedlock to be able to do that 
um, yeah, it's going to cause either like number one stoppage where it just stays all the way back, first position stoppage all the way back, mm. or a third position stoppage because of the feed. You know, it's if it's firing a couple of rounds, then you'd be happy with it. But um, you, you want more than a couple of rounds when there's yeah, like it does a get aircraft. Quite the burst. Yeah, it's not a full two hundred and fifty yeah. round. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah. It, it's it's a cool scene, but that just occurred to me before we began. Yeah, probably, about it. I could say most recent Vickers war film scene. Yeah, because it probably is. The mm. King's Man does not count. Um, yeah, no. as, as that, yeah, it gets some good action in that film, but it doesn't. Um, I think one of the things to remember as well is Vickers look great in films, but as we've experienced, they are an absolute pain to get running reliably on blank, um, yeah. and. So, you know, actually, if you're a producer or you go now, I want the ones that work really easily. Um, yeah. And if you're armourers, you provide guns that are really easy to get work in and clear yeah. and everything. You know, they do, they do mm. crop up now and again, but not very often for lots of firing. So before we move on, I think maybe this is a big one. The wild geese. Uh, I can't remember the reasons why completely, but it was like small arms treaties and getting guns into Africa at the time. Um, but they couldn't get a Vickers, so a uh, functioning Vickers. So it's actually a Madsen M1950. Am I right with that, Matt? The submachine, the submachine gun? gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, it's the submachine gun um, fitted inside a breech case in a Vickers, and then the ejection port is on the right hand side of that. Which, when the round the nine mil ejects, it hits the belt and makes it look like it's moving. Um, which is quite uh, a clever thought. So it, it is, isn't you know, it? So that's like, how do we make this simulate as much as possible? Yeah. Um, and the mag sticks down between the um, between the the crosshead, the open space on the crosshead as well. So the mag can be changed um, quite easily. Yeah. So it's quite it's quite remarkable. It is um, quite clever. Yeah. That, yeah, they went to that effort as well. So. Again, I don't know why they couldn't get a Vickers in Africa at that time. Probably quite a lot of them about. A whole period where there's lots of different treaties and yeah, small arms treaties and, and disarmament of, of stuff happening. And, yeah. So, yeah, it would, have, it would have varied. So, yeah, that's a really interesting um, Vickers that isn't a Vickers, but actually is a Vickers you know, on the yeah. outside. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things as well that, you know, hopefully we'll be able to explain more about in the future. Um, but it's... Mm. Yeah, it's about how that was done, uh, but it's it, it, it it's properly iconic at the end of that film as well, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it turns it really up out of nowhere is. and just starts laying down. Yeah, it's like who was carrying great. that? Yeah, yeah, it's like did they did they get it off the plane? I think we summarised that, that they found. You know, when they they find that vicar and they find yeah. the plane, we some me and Matt and Woody when we did it at Christmas a few years ago. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. summarised that it was just in that town somewhere. So the vicar yeah. had a vicar's. Well, that's that what I think. I think that's what we said. <laughs> yeah, but if if you go back and watch that, scene, they all do. Yeah, well, when they're firing it now, when now that because you, Rich told us this off 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 uh, recording. So when, I was watching the scene earlier, and there is the guy who is the number well de facto number two. He's shaking the belt as they fire. And you only notice it because you have to, you have to keep your eyes on him because he's obviously not your focus. And when they when when Rafer takes his you know moves his hands off the gun, the, the guy's just still shaking it just so it doesn't sync up properly. Oh really? But it's only oh, a very well split second. But now you've said it, I was like, oh, okay. There's great stuff there, isn't there? For mm. you know, if anybody ever wants to simulate a Vickers firing, 
just get the number two to wiggle the belt a bit. <laughs> it does yeah. do. Yeah, it get does a nice close-up, yeah. close like really close, tight shot on the number two. Just wiggle about a bit. The, you know, the, and if you do that from the right angle, you won't see the crank handle flying backwards and forwards. No. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's a great idea. Um, you know, it's, it's really it's good. proper creative stuff. And yeah, it is. Let's say the gun comes out of nowhere and suddenly creates this whole um, you know scene. And they do start to run about with it as well, which I think is also yeah. There's mm, they do yeah they something move across in the there. Airfield yeah, to the up, least absolutely. useful position possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, in the exact line of like do... exfiltration of everybody they're firing through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they pick it up properly, if I remember they rightly. They pick, they, you know, it's like yeah, rear like, leg, yeah. front leg with one number two and then the number one on the other side. Well, there's so enough you, guys that have served on that shoot that probably would have just known it. Yes, yes and no. I mean, the thing is, to know your Vickers drills properly, you had to be in the machine gun position. It wasn't like the Bren or the rifle or anything like that. You know, you, you will have had... He had it would have known how to handle it from, uh, from yeah. CS Sand, wouldn't he? <laughs> from CS Sand, yeah, he'd have been spot on. Uh, but actually, in CS Sandy, he really knows how to handle it. You know, he does the tapping and everything quite right. So um, that might be a useful segue onto talking about CS Sand, perhaps. For me, my favourite depiction of the Vickers gun is CS Sand. I think we even talked about it. When, uh, it was our first episode in the, of the new year, um, early this year. And I, I call it Percy Herbert's last stand. So at that point in the film, Percy Herbert's character has been injured and he knows that he's slowing them down. And the patrol, the patrol have to get back to HQ to tell them about the tank battalions they found. And he says, leave me here, leave me with a gun. Um, I'll hold them off for as long as I can, paraphrasing. So they build him this little gun pit um, and he's he just makes a last stand and he um, knocks the gun off, which is really nice to see. So I don't think many films that I researched for this, they bother doing that at all. Um, there's the, there's yeah, that they, one they, guy in Bataan that does it. Yeah. yeah oh, wow, well, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, normally, loosen the clamp off, swing in traverse, mm. which means swing from side to side as large as you can, <laughs> yeah. trying not to hit the thing you're aiming at. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, tapping the gun left to right is, um, you know, it, it probably takes somebody that has fired it mm. to know how to do that. Um, and or, or the very least, somebody on set. Yeah, because they were... yeah. They were helped by the British army that were in um, yeah, Libya, Libya at the time. So it, either Percy knows or someone's shown him and someone who really does know has shown him. Um, and he fires bursts as well at them, which is yeah, really he does. nice. Yeah, and um, he taps between. So, yeah, you know, that really is, So the, the whole concept of firing a burst, relaying the gun, tapping off, and it's all actually the best drills that you would have with firing a Vickers. So... Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't fault his drills in doing that. It's no. almost like if he'd have got, if he genuinely knew how to do that and there was a stoppage on set, it's almost like he'd have cleared it himself. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. You just crack on. Um, you stay over there out of the way. You know, I'll deal with this. Uh, he knew exactly what he was doing. It's quite the amount of war movies that Percy Herbert did during his career. He probably <laughs> did know it off by heart. Well, yeah, maybe, that. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. it's just a great scene and that you get the whole gardener's question time bit and then the, the radio gets kicked at the end because he, he, you know, he does get killed. Um, and you get the lovely shot where they hang on his family that he's put in the, the tripod. Yeah, uh, yeah. picture of his family. Yeah. It's, really, it's a really nicely shot scene. Um, it's probably the best scene it's in that It's the best movie. part of that film, actually. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and the Vickers knocks out an armoured car in that film. 
Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that must have like super speed armor piercing ni- mm-hmm. ninja um, bullets. Like but yes. Z-Z-Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super sad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Zeds. Um, well, it, it is because the, the you know, 303 Vickers mounted on uh, long-range desert group trucks. Absolutely right to see that. What they didn't have in the film is the 0.5-inch Vickers, which would have knocked out that armoured yeah, car quite exactly. happily. Mm-hmm. That armoured car would not have been running up and down. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, that's our project for the winter. You're getting a 0.5-inch firing. We have a fire fireable 0.5-inch now. So, That'd be quite something. Um, yeah. Uh, that, you know, it, it's the one thing LIDG would have had at that point mm-hmm. that would have been capable of doing that. But the um, the thing that's in that, the, the Vickers on... I can't remember if it's on the Percy Herbert one, but I know I remember spotting it uh, when you did that episode was Dave um, shortened the feed block for the short nose blanks um, yes. or the short length blanks. So they've put a um, sort of flap or so, it's a flap or uh, an insert in the feed block to make them feed properly because short nose doesn't feed very well. So they're in stripless bouts, short nose blanks. Um, and if you put short nose blanks in without you, get many more stoppages uh so they, they've put they've adapted the guns to fire those and my thought is that you know long nose blanks weren't really around that much then um because they were using bulleted blanks quite a lot for the brands uh and i think it, it might be in that film where you've got the long um, muzzle attachments on the brands to make them a bit of pipe, isn't it, Matt? I remember yeah, you telling yeah, it me. Yeah. Like pipe, yeah, yeah. So um, that actually might be a shredder for the bulleted blank as well. So the bit of what bit of wood that comes out of the Bren blank um, basically gets knocked by the end and then you know, hits the dirt or just breaks up so that it doesn't fire very well because you can do quite good groupings at 100 yards with them. Um, it, but it does. I, I think those those don't work through the Vickers because the you need a solid stop at the end of the Vickers for the blank to cycle properly. Otherwise, you lose too much gas. So they're having to use short nose blank, which would have been the standard rifle blank of that period and before. And therefore, they've got to put this um, stop in the feed block up the front uh, to make it work and cycle properly so, and not get those third position stoppages. So it's quite, it, you know, from a lovely film, great stuff, lots of geekery around Vickers. Yeah, guns, lots of it? interesting Excellent. bits that yeah. probably no one's ever noticed until now. That's exactly Nobody what we Nobody needs to know that. Um, yeah. Nobody ever needed to, <laughs> but now they do. So, yeah. 
Thank God for fuck. That seems to be that seems to be the story of my life about telling people about the Vickers. You didn't need to know it, um, but now you do. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to let you know that you can now join our supporting cast over on Patreon. As thanks for your support, you'll be able to help us pick films, submit questions for guests, have first pick on brand new and exclusive merch, and much more. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. You mentioned Last Stand. So yes. That is, you know, let's just go, that Last Stand film, possibly, like, the high, let's say, oh, no, maybe Kingsman is a different one, so we'll come on to that in a minute. But other than that, probably highest budget film in which of Vickers features, like yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Johnny Knoxville, probably yeah. highest um, highest actor uh, yeah. pay, anyway, for, for it. Uh, aside from, right, Aside from Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, there's a yes. lot of an aside. So it's probably top five. Um, mm. but it's there, isn't it? You know, Vicky, uh, Vicky the Vickers in the Last Stand film, firing out the back of a school bus. Um, That's cool. It, it one of the things that sort of links that to all of the other films is it's this icon. It's this totemic piece that they they actually do a lot. It's a character in a way. They yeah. do a lot of. Um, of the film and the writing is about that gun being there um, and that fight, you know, being in place. Um, otherwise, pretty nonsense film. But uh, it's got Vickers in it. So when I saw Johnny Knoxville's costume on eBay, I was like almost tempted, thankfully not completely tempted, to purchase it for the collection. Um, it would <laughs> you know, We've probably bought a lot more useful things yeah, with the like $600 yeah, or something things. than it was. <laughs> um, although now we've got a Colt M1915 Vickers in the collection, it feels like we perhaps could. Um, we could either put it with Home Guard LDV kit or Johnny Knoxville's costume. You know, yeah. the you know, curator team can decide. Uh, <laughs> I think I know which they'll go for. Um, yeah. But but yeah, may, maybe we'll have um, maybe we'll have some wild geese stuff one day and some you know last stand stuff and maybe somebody will see me in a deadpool suit so uh um, cool. wow. yeah okay you know, sat in wow. front of a vickers with with a, with a flag that says bang mm. uh because that's the only other that is probably the highest budget the highest probably is, grossing yeah. probably film is. that features a vickers you know and it's just sat there behind um behind deadpool and uh tj you know that's it, yeah. They're scene. Doing, when they're yeah, it's just there the in the background. Together. Yeah. When well, when they're interviewing people That's for it. the team, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um that when that came out, the number of people that must have taken that photo in the cinema and shown and sent it to me straight away <laughs> was quite a good number. Richard's phone melted. Like, you know, just the amount of messages. Can you put your can you put can you put your phone down, please? And it's like, oh, no, no, I've got to take a take a photo of the Vickers for Rich because he won't have seen it. Um <laughs> Now a Disney film, technically as well. So there we go. Yes, another Disney, Disney link spin-off. Finally, yeah. they can get you on a retainer for something. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, so, they'll be paying you for just, something. Ah, uh, do it for the love. We've talked about some positives of the Vickers Gunny movies. Um, picked up some nice scenes we liked. But Rich, what's your one of your biggest bugbears? One of your biggest annoyances when you see a Vickers in film? Obviously, knowing it as well as you do, what what things do they do people get wrong? What things? What myths of been born out of the Vickers in film? Well, it's never used in the right role. You talked about like the stock film footage and stuff like that. Bridge mm. Too Far has it. Um, yep. You know, a Bridge Too Far has it actually firing overhead fire um, when 30 cores start moving off. Yes. That's so, the briefest you know, of brief scenes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like absolutely so brief. briefest brief. So it doesn't, 
doesn't even you know it'll fit on imfdb but it won't even be on my you know until you start thinking about it well in that same sequence there's another bit of peer footage that no one remembers there's a team that gets gets killed in that initial ambush from the woods and the the peer goes one way and they go the other uh, and that's it. And in and in that scene, that they actually did fly through the air because they got their timings wrong, didn't they? Because it was Tim, <laughs> Tim Moran. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> apparently so. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's like oh, you know, I'm trying to think. That's probably the only time that the Vickers gets used in direct fire um, yes. in a film. It's not talked about. It's it's not. You can't. You can barely attribute it to it. Mm. Um, in a lot of roles, it's used semi-properly, um, but actually a lot of the time it's just nonsense. It's just, we've got this gun that fires lots of bullets and we're going to use it like that. Um, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of other times that I do. So I like that, as I said, Desert Rats, you know, big defensive position. You can imagine one fixed line fire, you know, they've got arcs and stuff to cover. Um, Too Late the Hero is very similar. They've got it covering that big piece of open ground where the guys are going out and back on patrol. The Vickers would be ideal. The Vickers would reach out to cover that whole um, range like the Mortars would. They don't actually use it in that role, though, when they are covering the guys coming back at the start of the film and stuff like that. You know, you could, you could easily crank it up and start to put the bullets down onto that um, tree line a lot more effective than you would the Mortars. So it it's almost, you know, they're showing it right, but they're not building it into the story too mm-hmm. well because when you get everybody coming back from a patrol then i imagine it's like oh okay well that, that ends that then that wasn't as you know it wasn't as terrible as we wanted it to look um and that as we talked about that whole swinging traverse thing you know everybody thinks of it, uh, a machine gun on a tripod can be swung from left to right um and you know just just fire all day long um and it can't it won't hit any it won't hit what you're trying to hit it yeah it's not um it's it's a suppression weapon but not necessarily you're in that in that same way you need to be firing at 1500 rounds a minute to try and get that sort of um swing yeah that that continuous yeah swathe of fire it's, it's those sorts of things where you that do get frustrated. Oh, they frustrate everybody, don't they? If somebody knows something about something, then if something's not being used in the way that you think it should be, then it's going to go, oh, okay. But you know, for most of these things, there's no film about the Vickers machine gun. Um, no. We were nearly involved in one a few years ago. But that did, like so many films, just didn't happen. Uh, it's it's one of those where it's, um, you know, it would be nice there's some real good stories out there real good get me there's some really good um stories and uh accounts and stuff that would be great you know you know and um it's not a plug but it is uh Canlone, you know is a great account of um a small oh, unit in action great yeah yes wouldn't it just or a series mm-hmm. you know do the band of brother stuff um yeah. you know where you could really actually use the vicars to portray some really interesting stories around mm. it um yeah there, there's uh, i just had a horrible horrible, horrible flashback it's like the, whether the um vicars in is in uh, life and times of colonel blimp or whatever it is that film i think it might be because because there, there's the opportunity to do lots of things over um over it's lifetime as well yeah yeah yeah. Um, you know, because because it does span so much, and you could actually follow you know individuals and have this kind of stuff. 
So there's a lot more opportunity with a Vickers um, than than we've seen. I, I, I think, you know, we just, we see lots of untrained machine gunners using the Vickers as well. And in all serious, they wouldn't know how to use it, you know, and yeah. they perhaps, if somebody had never fired a Vickers, I mean, Matt, you've had the opportunity to fire a Vickers now. You've mm-hmm. fired a Bren before. You can't mm-hmm. just pick up the Vickers. And Robbie, you have in the past as well, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you can't just start using a Vickers if you've stumbled across it on the back part of it. You'll no. never open the bottom cover for a start. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's it. You're done then. Aren't you? If you don't, yeah, do exactly. that, if you don't know that yeah. the bottom cover exists, then that's, <laughs> yeah. it's game over. Like the weapon's inoperable. The number of times when you do turn the Vickers t- upside down is just to get it clear from that <laughs> shutter, so you can open it. That's the thing. It's like in the way ahead. Yeah, we talked about the way ahead when I came on, um, mm. and yeah, the guys just run up and start using the Vickers. They wouldn't have known how to do it. I mean, they might. Well, they fire in. Of... They fire in Bren bursts in that, don't they? So he fires yeah, in very do. short yeah. control bursts. Yeah, mm. they do. And we got. We have to talk um, about that movie because it's like it is one of the best depictions of. Of, of the Vickers on film because it shows yeah. that the barrel jacket can too the barrel the barrel yeah. um, jacket can run dry and it needs to be refilled yeah. so you have to get really a piece of use enough to to bring up the beer and the wine <laughs> to fill up the, the, the jacket it's essential <laughs> yeah that's another thing as well they most movies never show it with like most of the water cooling that's a really good point elements yeah. used mm. that that that's it um maybe not a myth but something. That I know that I've since learned. Obviously, I've only ever fly blank. So since seeing you, your guys shoot at Bisley that you did a couple of weeks ago, seeing the amount of steam that comes out of the side of one of those things is is yeah. something yeah. that movies never do anyway. But it it seems like a goal. Wouldn't it be dramatic if they did? Don't want to do it? Wouldn't yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, steam coming off a vicar. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in a film, it would yeah. just like. Don't worry, lads. You don't need a. There, there would have down. to be a drop, like a pickup shot, though, of the the condenser can being shot away. That rich, come on. Let's... That would look amazing. Imagine that in a fit, like a. There's got to be a reason. This movie, Bing, and it just comes away. Yeah, no, it'd be, yeah, it'd be good. It's um, it would be amazing to see one just like properly steam and that cork pop out, which it shouldn't yeah. do. But you know, it would be amazing to see that. Um, it could give someone's position right, away, I, couldn't it? Or something like I, that in a movie. Yeah, it's a golden opportunity. Peter Euston off some, you know, uh, uh, booze Smash. run there to get <laughs> yeah. to get the uh, to get the Vickers going. I think that's a um, it, uh, alcohol. I'm not sure whether it cools it down better or worse, but it certainly would stink. Another, um, another myth. To Char- test. Charlie's War uses champagne in one of the comic strips to mm. cool down the Vickers mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm. So, so yeah, again, you know, still or sparkling, which works better. Does that come from somewhere? Wow, it, I don't know. Um, no. An imagination. I was like, it's better than the piss myth. Let's face it, though. True, better than the piss myth. It's in Machine Gunner 1914-18 or Crutchley. You know, it's in one of the. Oh, is um, it? Pers- yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do talk about it, oh, okay. um, and then they talk about uh, you know making tea, but they're like in chapters apart. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, <laughs> not it not is, with the piss. It is not mentioned. Tea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, what did yeah. you first? Um, chicken and egg, piss or tea, same sort of thing. Um, it's it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of myths there to, to work out, isn't there? But um, yeah, I, I think you have to let it cool down first before you uh, pee directly. And there's tracer in that belt as well, which is, as we know, wouldn't be the case. No. In the in the belt in way ahead, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like proper drawn on afterwards, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, yeah, great. That's the best kind of tracer. It's great. So 
using using the guns differently, using the guns like um, by people that shouldn't. The, the exception to that is one that I did have on my list of films I do like um, is Sahara, but the 1943 version, not the 90s version, um, because they have Vickers in that. And if you consider the the guys that would be um, that are in that group. We've got um, a Sudanese soldier. Yeah. A, um, I think it's a Mor- French Moroccan. Um, there is. But um, yeah, Brit- the British sold the British soldiers. They were Royal all Medical using Vickers. Yeah, yeah, and there's a corporal. Isn't Aussie, there? I think, as well, isn't there? I can't remember who the- yeah, there is. Aussie? Yeah. You're whatever. But what you've got is basically everybody but the Americans in that and the Italian, but you know, German, um, would have known how to use a Vickers. So when they when they do depict it in that when it is in that film. Um, and that is a film where it's a bit uh, flipped, um, flipped footage actually, so that it feeds from left to right, just like um, the Brownings do and stuff mm. like that. Um, oh no, I did catch a quick shot of where the Brownings feed him from right to left because that's also flipped. <laughs> so um, someone's been told the, flip all the, the machine gun, flip the machine footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not the same shot yeah, just flipped, like, is it? For them to get away with it? No, 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 no. no. Okay. One, of, one of them's an, an M nineteen nineteen. Ah, flipped right. wrong and then one's oh, the Vickers the, the other one. weird thing to do yeah, yeah. I know it's a bit do. strange but it's the whole the Germans you know, have Germans got them in that from well, the left mocked up as like right. Maxims if I remember yeah, right. well have they yeah. have they I, IMFDB says there has I'd say go back and look at it again I think there are 0815s um, okay. Well, so, I, I have yeah. no qualms with watching that film again because it's one of my favorites. It's so, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking it's forward to covering it when we do finally get around to it. I like the yeah, James Belushi one from the 90s as well. That's It's not bad. It's like you would think, yeah, oh, but God, I wanted to stick shades on them and sing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my James Belushi is the one that sticks shades, shades on and sings. So, um, yes, yeah, so him stood out of a tank is, uh, is a bit strange. <laughs> um, but the, whereas my Humphrey Bogart is stood in a tank, not singing. Uh, it's much much better <laughs> so um it's an all it, it, the way they remade that actually is quite good i, I do quite like the fact that they remade that, that was a classic it could have sat there quite happily they yeah. remade it and i don't yeah. think they did much harm to no both no it films didn't it in didn't. doing so um you could see how that could have gone horribly horribly wrong yeah good but, director though brian trenchard smith did, did exactly. a good job it was a labor of love for him i think mm. yeah definitely definitely yeah. That's another one that could have had a remake. You could remake that again now, wouldn't you? Yeah, you do it could. With, oh, do Sahara, it with a, again. Yeah, yeah. But do it with War Daddy from Fury to really get in people's crawls. Just have a flashback. Like, it was when we were in that Lee Grant in the desert. <laughs> it just goes back, flashback, and it's just a remake <laughs> of Sahara. Just with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. I'll be honest. If, if the cinematography is as nice as Fury, I'd be fine with that. To round out, any of you guessed what the probably the earliest depiction of the Vickers in British service in a film that isn't a pseudo propaganda documentary film? So not the Mons one. Is it a not film the about one, the Boer War? Which is great, not the Mons one. Yeah. Is it a film about the Boer War from like nineteen? No, it's not. It's a World War One movie, and, and you will you will be amazed that it was made by D. W. Griffith of uh, Beth Venetian fame or infamy. Right. Um, okay. And it's called uh, Hearts of the Hearts of the World. And there's a five arch vicars in there. Is there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is stunned. Is wow. Is stunned. Being is used by uh, British troops. Uh, um, oh, wow. And it's a silent movie, very, very much of a classic silent movie ilk. 
with lots of like reaction pickup shots and stuff. Oh, I love it. Do either of you know what the the last film depicting the vicars in British service was? Anyone guess? Can't count wild geese, can you? Not really. No, not really. I mean, they were British badge, service. They in service. There's none no. in Helen Korea. Nope. I'm oh, stumped then. Nah. Okay, so it's 1961's Conga, right? And this is the only British Conga. This is the only British King Kong movie, I, I think. Really? 1961. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they, they I, I couldn't make out on the, the clips that I watched because there's a few clips of, of the trailer, the original trailer and stuff on, on, on YouTube. But I, I was watching it. And there's two, there's a pair of two Vickers that are brought up. There's a load of lads with number fours and um, stems, Mark twos. And then two Vickers are brought, brought up. And I think some armored cars, uh, maybe a dingo. Oh, wow. Uh, and they all, they all open up on um, Conga, which it's not the real King Kong. It's actually um, a, a very naughty scientist has brought a chimpanzee back from the, the jungle with him, as well as some seeds that make things grow super big. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so Conga is a chimpanzee that is becomes... it like a hammer horror or something? It's is not it... even hammer horror. It's not even. Oh that, wow! It's, oh okay. it's an Anglo-American pick apparently from '61. Anyway, so he's, he's it's really badly um, animated as well. So he's silhouetted against Big Ben, and the vicars open up, and that's what gets him. Incredible! Wow! Yeah, can I? That's <laughs> be amazing. Be hell of a thread but... that will be on Twitter, Matt. <laughs> be hell of a. Thread. Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to find it. So, so there's a couple of things I want to do out of the back of this pod and, and everything is. Years ago, I had a, a, a listing on the website of um, all different films, you know, picking up on what Dolphin had written in 1994. Um, and IMFDB is not great for it, so mm, I want to put no. those together. So scenes like Five Arch Top Covers in Silent Films and also Vickers in Congo, just some screenshots of those. But if anybody else knows any that we you know, aren't there, um, perhaps we share the link to the page with this and then they can submit um, yeah, you know, when this goes live. Um, but there are some notable exceptions where the Vickers never appeared, and I'm sort of thankful for the fact that it was never in Star Wars. Um, you know, so many <laughs> other give British it time, Rich. They're making a lot no, of Star no, Wars TV I've, shows. I've told him no. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I told him. Ray up Disney. No, Disney, no. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it ever would now. You've got to cut Vickers up, which is why I'm thankful for it, because I think there would be yes, a lot more, true. a lot less yeah. DX um, or a lot less mm. Vickers about yeah. if there were. And they'd possibly. Having tried to buy a Sterling SMG, I can tell yeah. you that that is very much a thing that is. Yeah, absolutely. Problem. It was never in Unit. It was never in Doctor Who, which actually I've always oh, wow. thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. They had the whole they're... kennel and stuff in that, didn't they? Yeah, General, no, whatever it was. Brigadier, that was it, yeah. Brigadier, yeah. But Unit's an interesting thing. So Unit includes a lot of proper British yes. service kit of the period, mm. um, the 60s, and slightly outdated stuff. Um, and you can just imagine, like, Series 2A landers and stuff like that rocking around with Vickers on the back for Unit. Mm. But they never appeared in that. So I'm not, I don't know whether I'm thankful for that or not, because, you know, I don't know. But it, it's one of those where... I almost yeah. would have expected it to Vickers see versus uh, the Daleks. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been iconic, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would have been absolutely because mm. just sort of the one film that we haven't really talked about that I know is um, has been a, a bane to Robbie as soon as I mentioned it. Um, which 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 we've managed to get through like the pod without mentioning it and i'm sure he wanted to finish before we do <laughs> so if people can hear this it means robbie wasn't brave enough to edit it out no i'll keep um, it in i'll keep it in <laughs> but let's get crack get cracking with george formby 1943's get cracking yeah absolutely like the vicars is the character star in that 
Um, doesn't play the ukulele, uh, doesn't no, sing, sadly. but is George um, does three times. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's relatively few times for a George Formby film. I mean, role. You've got a point. We're lucky yeah. on that one. But the but that probably is the most accurate depiction of the Vickers <laughs> arriving in the home, you know, arriving in Home Guard service, being there. There's two Vickers in it because they do a little bit of the way ahead stuff, swapping about a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, absolutely, they want this Vickers machine gun in their platoon, and the other platoon have an armored car and they'll you know, swap a you know, steal stuff and move it about. I think it's amazing. It, it's an amazing film for many reasons. That amazing doesn't mean good; just means you're amazed by it. Yes, um, <laughs> the part the Home Guard. That's what we're talking about off air. The Home Guard depiction in it, obviously, it's 1943, and it's when the Home Guard yeah. were at their peak, peak of their powers. Um, so they've got their proper webbing. You've got the 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 half the haversacks with the one like fastener. They don't have two; they only have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah proper Home Guard. Yeah, proper they're proper like 303 rifle pouches as well so that's really good mm-hmm. depiction of home guard they're really he- i mean i don't know why they're so bothered about this vickers gun considering they've got brownings and tommy guns and everything else they're really well yeah, just like non-shot <laughs> like home gun a pub back <laughs> yeah, exactly yes yeah. like so the most well-armed home guard units i've ever seen but it's an interesting MacGuffin for the whole plot of the movie where they're sort of trying to prove that they're the better home guard battalion it's, it's not a bad but a picture of the home guard actually is quite good. But the just the George George the comedy Ford. is Dad's Army esque. Oh, yeah, yes, so it's it a very ma- much is the, the sort yeah. of the, the script is Dad's Army. The kit is what people want to see out of the Dad's Army new movie. Mm. Um, but but wouldn't because it wasn't about that. It was about Dad's Army. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then you know, and then you add George Formby to like ruin it. No, um, to you know, to um, <laughs> enrich, to, um, enrich it, uh, enrich, yeah. enrich. That's yeah. right. In 1943, if the war wasn't bad enough, you had George <laughs> Formby singing as well. Yeah. I, I I think at some point that possibly not with me, but that deserves a whole foff episode. Maybe if there's like a, um, a George Formby historian or an association, we we'll have to get the head of that yeah. on to yeah. talk about that with him. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be the Rob, that'd be the week that Rob takes off. It'd be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> not available Matt. that week, Matt. You're gonna have to do that one on your own. Mysteriously, my internet went down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic to talk to Rich again about Vickers guns. Um, if anybody uh, didn't know, he did a amazing series of events for the hundredth anniversary of the disbandment of the Machine Gun Corps this year, and on his channel. Uh, the Vickers Machine Gun Research uh, Collection and Research Association. On he, he was reading that then, and he still got oh, it. That was yeah. <laughs> Um, you can go and find his channel Not on just YouTube, me. and there is a, a plethora of Vickers Gun content there for you to enjoy. So, Rich, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me again. No, any anytime, anytime. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. As Rob said, always a pleasure talking about Vickers Guns. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check us out on the various platforms that the podcast can be found on. Please do leave us a review on Apple Pods and wherever else, because they really do help us spread the word about the podcast. Check out our website, fightingonfilm.com. You can find all of our back catalogue on there. And who knows, you might have a fourth inch. Catch you next week, folks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.